Now playing on Central Parish Radio's podcast, Future Here I Come, a series by Pastor E.A. Odeyemi, Continental Overseer, Redeemed Christian Church of God, Africa 2. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Let's give glory to the Lord and bless his name. Let's wave our hands to him. We will praise him from everlasting to everlasting. We will worship his name. We will exalt him from generation to generation. He's been so good to us. He has never failed us. He has never disappointed us. Lord, we thank you. Blessed be your name, O God. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we exalt your name. We worship you. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You are going to pray a simple prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, Father. I thank you for seeing the last uh, Tuesday of this particular month and of this year. Lord, keep me to see the beginning of the new year. Let me see the beginning of the new year. Lord, preserve me, O oh Lord, throughout the coming year. Let's begin to target the coming year from now on. Lord God of heaven, everything that is good concerning the coming year, let it be my portion in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father Almighty, you are the one who has preserved me thus far. Continue your great work in my life, O oh Lord. Lord of heaven and earth, continue your great work in my life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Precious Father, we thank you tonight. To you we give all the glory and all the honor and all adoration. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father. We are taking this time to commit ourselves to your mighty hand again. You have watched over us for this one year. That we could attend the last Bible study of the year. We appreciate you Lord because you are the one who has done it. Father Almighty we are calling upon you. That even the coming year. You will see us through also in the name of Jesus. Blessed Father we pray. Even as we go into your word today. You will teach us yourself. And your name will be exalted forever. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And everybody will say, let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. Let's shake hands with one another and welcome each other to the presence of the Lord. Tell somebody, God bless you for coming today. I can see the glory of God upon your life. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We give glory to God future here i come this is going to be the last in the series because beginning from tomorrow we will be praying concerning the end of the year tomorrow is um, uh, wednesday we'll begin to pray and prepare ourselves for the end of the year and then you know as usual we'll be here on saturday for the uh, Passover. Um, what do I say? Passover. <laughs> <laughs> eh? 
crossover. Anyway, it's also a Passover. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Now, as usual, we'll be here on Thursday for uh, the faith clinic. So, and it's going to be also continuation of the prayers of tomorrow. Tomorrow we are going to pray for the end of the year. Uh, Thursday, we'll pray for the end of the year. And then Saturday, we'll be here for the crossover service. Future, here I come. Exodus chapter 3, from verse 9 to 14. Exodus 3, 9 to 14. Now, therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I've also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto, him, unto God, Who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Praise the Lord. We'll just stop there for the time being. Now, when we started this particular series, we mentioned the fact that one of the reasons why people don't move to their future is because they are always mourning for the past. Samuel was mourning for Saul. And God had to confront him with that hard fact. How long will you mourn for Saul? Several things that happened in our life in, in time past that many of us are still mourning over, even up till now. And God is asking us the same question that he asked Samuel. How long will you mourn over what has happened over what was lost. Whatever is lost, is lost forever. There are many things you can never retrieve back. But of, 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 the, the beautiful part of it is that God revealed to Samuel he had already made a provision for the future. He said, go to the house of Jesse the Bethlehemite because I prepared for myself a king there. There is always a provision for the future. Something better than the past. So tell your neighbor, there is a provision for your future. And it's better than the past. Please say it very well. Apart from money for our past failures or mistakes or the things that we have lost, Another thing that we always do about the past is, is to give excuses. We give excuses. Excuses help us to cope with our present situation. It's, it's, a, it's a coping mechanism. You know, we seek for reasons or explanations to cope with our inaction. Our lack of zest, our desire, or our, our, our lack of desire to take on new challenges and to solve problems, our lack of desire to take the bull.
by the horn and move forward. You know, when we were younger, we used to see challenges as stimulants. But as we grow older, we just don't like anything challenging anymore. There is something that we call gusto in English. Gusto is like that reserve energy, that energy that helps you to push, to do something that um, under normal circumstances you wouldn't do, to take up a challenge, to push um, the frontiers backwards, and to ensure that to achieve what happens to be an incredible result. I am trusting God for someone. You will push that frontier of failure away from your life in the name of Jesus. Knowing that the young Moses at the age of 40 went to self-exile. And that man who went to self-exile at the age of 40 was not the same Moses at, his, at the age of 80. You know very well at the age of 80, everybody, an average human being is already retired. So for God to look for a man that he would use for a challenging task and he couldn't find another one but an 80 year old man it is to show to us that God will use someone who is um, that, somebody that we have ruled out of action he will, rule it, he, will, he will employ him to do the impossible for with God nothing shall be impossible that's God for you. I know there are some of us, most especially ladies, when they begin to advance in years, oh, they look at themselves and they say, ah, I don't think I can get married again. I'm not getting too old to be a bride. Who tells you that? When God is involved. When God is involved, there is nothing impossible. All that God wants you to do is to look forward to a more glorious future. I prophesy upon your life. Your tomorrow. Will be better than your today. Amen. And let that amen be louder. Amen. Matters become more interesting. Because. God seemed to see the situation. Around Moses. From a different perspective. As far as God is concerned. There was an assignment for Moses. That he had not carried out. Age or no age, that assignment will not be given to another person. He must carry out the assignment. If you should ask for the opinion of Moses, he will have suggested several young men who will be able to do better. But something about God is that once he has made up his mind that this is what I'm going to do for you, a thousand and one people cannot discourage you from doing it. So what God has promised to do for you, what God has promised to give you, he will give it to you. In the name of Jesus. I was just sharing a testimony with someone yesterday. Um, and I've shared this testimony with us here before. One of my professors, um, uh, he, was, he was actually the one who supervised my, uh, my, my master's degree, my first master's degree. And he was to be my professor also for the PhD. And this man, I wrote a book on dreams. So I came to class one day, I gave the book to the professor. He read the book. The book. He came to me when we had another class. He said, Pastor, do you know that I had a dream? 
and then he shared the dream with me and the dream seemed to be as if uh, it was going to be either the deputy vice chancellor or the vice chancellor of that university but he had just few months before he would retire retirement came he retired it was as if that that dream meant nothing but god gave him the dream and when he shared the dream with me i said don't worry god knows how to bring it to pass about two three years down the line somebody just called him out of the blues and said there's an advert somewhere in, in one international university and he said he had read through the advert and um, he knew that um, uh, prof you are more you are, the, you are you are the most qualified for this particular position will you just check it and um, and apply so he checked through he said okay there's no harm in trying so he applied he's outside nigeria and the people called him after they have shortlisted him they interviewed him during the interview those people told him we think you are more qualified for the position that you are applying there is a vacancy for dvc <laughs> if you don't mind we will give you that position he said he doesn't mind though <laughs> if it were me will i say i mind <laughs> That was how that man became a DVC. What he saw and he thought can never happen again. After retirement, he became a DVC. I wanted to say glory be to God. Never write off anyone. Never. And never give excuses about yourself. Moses was an expert in excuse giving. Bet you can't blame him when you consider his condition. When you put Moses in the same shoes like yourself, you will discover that if you were in the same shoes like him, you will even look for more excuses that God will not be able to answer. But every excuse that Moses uh, gave, God answered in a way that um, Moses had no, he had no way to go out. What were the excuses of Moses? Let's check them out one by one. Exodus chapter 3 verse 11. Moses said unto God, Who am I? That was something that has to do with self-identity. As far as Moses was concerned, he had what you can call identity confusion. You know, life had dealt with him so much. When he was younger, he had this... Um, he had this, this idea that he could take on any problem. He could solve any problem. Don't forget that Moses was trained by the best professors in the world. As at the time Moses was in Egypt, Egypt was the world, uh, the world power. And all the best professors you can talk about in all areas of learning. Is it in philosophy? Is it in medicine? Is it in, um, uh, in governance? Whatsoever you can just imagine. They were there in Egypt. They were the one who trained Moses. Moses was like one man with the brain of 40 professors. He was just good. They were preparing him to be the next pharaoh before that problem happened. So, when he found himself at the back, backside of the desert, all of a sudden, all his self-confidence disappeared. He had identity problem. Who am I? His self-image, his self-worth, everything had been dealt with by now he was so afraid of the future 
that he couldn't just take up any challenge. God has sent me to tell someone, whatsoever had dealt very terribly with your identity, get it back today. I say, get it back today. One of the things that identity confusion will do for you is that it will release fear into your life. It will reduce you less than what God had created you to be. It will make you to have that, that lack of confidence. Even when you stand before people and you have a good project in your hand, you can't defend it. That's what identity confusion will do. People will look at your certificate and say, are you not the one who wrote the exams? Oh, I am the one. So what's wrong with you? Why are you answering questions this way? They don't know that something has happened to you psychologically. That's what lack of identity. That's what it does to people. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. That is according to Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, no one can make you feel inferior without your without your consent. It's possible that some people had looked at you over and over again. They said, oh, you can't take on the future. There's nothing left for you than just to get ready for death. They have talked down on you. They have reduced you to nothing. And that has affected you. They have made you to look inferior. But that is with your consent. If you agree with them, then you become inferior. Because nobody can make you look inferior without your consent. Somebody said, wanting to be someone else is a waste of the person you are. God created you to be you, not to be somebody else. So when somebody brings you a brilliant idea, oh, you say, oh, people like me, we are too old for that. Look for somebody else. You are the one that God is talking about. You are the one that God wants to use to take on the world. To be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else, is the greatest accomplishment. Be yourself. That's what this particular person is saying. You must be yourself because the world around you wants to make you something less. We live in an environment at this time that is highly toxic. We live in an environment where people have been reduced to something less than what they should be. You go for an, you go for an interview. The people are less than you by all standards. They are the ones who are promoted. They are the ones who are employed. They make you feel, feel sad, feel bad. You wake up every day with dejection. You wake up that with disappointment that you were created in Nigeria. We are us, you must remember. You did, you did not have any part in choosing which country you will be born in. You didn't choose Nigeria. Who chose it for you? God! If God had placed you here, it is because he knows that you will be great in this place. And I, I want to tell you, you will be great in this place. I like something said by someone. He said, true abundance is not based on our net worth. It is based on our self-worth. True abundance it's not based on our net worth. It's based on our self-worth. So don't ever write off yourself. And I discovered from the word of God that 
it was not only Moses who had ever asked this particular question. I also discovered that David once asked a particular question. When Saul said not to David, I'm going to give you my first daughter to be your wife. Ah! He said, Sir, your highness, you have put me in trouble. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 18. First Samuel 18, 18. And David said unto Saul, Who am I? And what is my life? Or my father's family in Israel? That I should be son-in-law to the king. Who am I? I am not worth that. I can't be son-in-law to the king. When I read that particular passage, I told myself, at least the king's daughter must marry somebody. And the king's daughter is not going to marry the father. So whoever God says you marry the king's daughter, whether you are, you are from a family of nobody, if God says you are the one, don't ever say who so am I. Because you are the one. God himself has said he's going to raise up somebody here. I don't know who that fellow is. And you will get to the throne. How did God handle this particular problem? When uh, Moses said, who am I? How did God answer it? Exodus chapter 3 verse 12. Exodus 3 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. And this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Certainly, I will be with thee. Moses said, who am I? God was telling him, it's not about you. It's about me. I'm the one sending you. My presence will be with you. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee, so that you may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Certainly, I will be with thee. When that angel came to Gideon, and God sent him on an assignment that he will be the one who will deliver Israel from the hand of the Midianites. What is it that Gideon said? And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befalling us? And where be all these miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. If you are giving excuses today, you are not the first to give excuses. God wants me to tell you, those who have achieved greatness in their past, they also gave excuses. They thought that they were not part of the team that can become great. Eventually, they listened to God. They obeyed the inst instruction. And today, their names are among the, the great people. Their names are in the hall of fame. Before you die, your name will enter the hall of fame. 
Let your amen be louder. Second excuse. Exodus chapter 3 verse 13. Exodus chapter 3 verse 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel, I shall say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you. And they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? The first excuse was about himself. The second excuse was about God's identity. When I get there, they will ask me, Who has sent you? You are talking about God. Who is that God? And God answered that question also. I am that I am. When you get there, tell them I am has sent me. He couldn't believe that. That name does not sound like the names of all the other gods that he has been hearing before. The people will not believe me. God had to convince him. I'm the one who appeared to your father, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob. Tell them, I am has sent me. We will always have questions about God's identity. And the reason is very simple. Because several times, we might think that the prayers we prayed, he has not answered them. We might think that he's not as powerful, as strong as we thought. We've been told that he's the omnipotent, one who can do all things. There will always be a question in our heart. Why is it that he has not done what I ask him to do? God's identity. Do you have questions about God's identity today? Just listen to what God told Moses. I am that I am. As powerful as I was in the past, so am I today. May I tell you, whether your prayers have been answered or not, does not reduce the power and the might of God. It does not reduce the, the faithfulness of God. All he wants you to do is to rely on him. What he has promised to do, he will do it for your life. The third excuse. Exodus chapter 4 verse 1. Exodus 4 1. And Moses answered, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. Excuse 3. The first excuse was about Moses. The second one was about God. The third one was about the people. The people's identity. He knew the people of Israel very well. He knew the Jews. They are hard-hearted people. Even God himself called them stiff-necked people. He knew the kind of people they are. Do you know that as, as few as the, as, as the Jews are in, each, in, in, um, in Israel today, as few as they are, the number of political parties in Israel will be more than the number of political parties in Nigeria. That's, that's, that's how difficult they can be. Very difficult people. Moses look at him and say, hey, you are sending to those people. I know them. They will believe me. It doesn't matter what you call yourself. The people's identity. Several times when we look at the kind of challenge that God is giving to us, the kind of assignment that he has you to confront, you will prefer to remain inside your room than to go out. Because you know the people he's sending you to. They won't believe me. They will even attempt to kill me. You know what the story is in Nigeria. You try to be righteous, they will silence you. Yet, you have to be righteous. Hallelujah. 
you have had all kinds of stories? And to the glory of God, there are people who have, who, have, who have decided to remain righteous. God has preserved them. They won't believe me. God said, don't worry. They will believe you. I know what I will do. I will make them to believe you. When God has been able to answer all the three questions, and God has dealt with three excuses, Moses came back to himself. He's not done yet too. Excuse number four. I am not eloquent. I am a stammerer. It was as if he had prepared himself that any day God shows up, I will give him, I will give him serious time. <laughs> he said in Exodus chapter 4, verse 10, Exodus 4 10. And Moses said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, I'm not eloquent, neither yet to fall nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant. But I am slow of speech and of a slow tongue. And God asked him a question. Who has created the mouth? Am I not the one? Forget about whether you are eloquent or you are not. I am the one who will be in your mouth. I'm the one who will lead you. I'm the one who will teach you what to say. And finally, when he didn't find, have any other excuse to, 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 to tell, he said, I am not going. <laughs> Look for somebody else to go to say. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know many of us we are laughing, but that's, that's exactly the thing that happened to us. Many times God will convince you. Many times you know that God is speaking to you about something. At the end of the day, you say, leave me alone. <laughs> Look for somebody else. He said, I'm not going. And he said, in, in, in verse 13, Exodus 4, 13, and he said, oh my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of him whom thou will send. Look for somebody else. There will never be an end to excuses. That is what God wants you to discover from this particular story. There will not be end to excuses. Some people will say, I'm infirm. I'm too sick for that kind of thing. I don't have the strength. I don't have the health. I'm too old for this. Time is not on my side again. I have no support system. Nobody to help me actualize this dream. Just like Mary said, I know no man. Another person will say, I am in Nigeria. And you know the business environment in this particular place that is volatile and is very, is, 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 uh, it, it doesn't support good business. All kinds of excuses. If you want to look for excuses, you will have more than enough. Why God has sent me to you tonight is to tell you enough of excuses. It is time to take the future by the own future here I come God answered all the excuses of Moses and not until the Bible says and God became hungry you know at a certain time in this story God became angry against the moment he discovered that God raised his voice ah, he knew he was in trouble because the God who woke you up this morning he is the one who can also decide that you will sleep tonight and you don't wake up the next morning. If you, want to, you don't want to do my will, alright. Then you can come home quick. I have heard the story of a man that God called to go to full-time ministry and he refused. And do you know what happened? It's a story that you don't want to hear. His wife died. His children died. 
it was then it was after that that he now yielded himself to say i will go if god is giving you an assignment you better move before it is too late i told you about myself after he had convinced me that it is time to go on full time and he knew that i was trying to look for all kinds of method to escape one night he told me son go and read the book of jonah it's as if i've never read the book of jonah before i've read it all time and again and that night i when all the members of my family were have slept i sat down alone in the living room to read the book of jonah before i got to the end of chapter one i was on my knee begging him because he told me if you don't do what i ask you to do i will put you in troublous waters excuses there is a limit to excuses you can give god as you are going to the new year you might have more a ton load of excuses because of the year 2022 but as you are going to the new year let all your excuses hand air don't enter year 2022 with those excuses shall we rise up and pray together glory be to god go ahead and bless his name and appreciate him honor him for all that he has taught us today there are all kinds of things happening around us in our country we have reasons to give excuses but as far as god is concerned he has his own agenda and you are part of that agenda and god is, is saying i have a future for you all he wants you to do is to say my future here i come future here i come just go ahead and bless the lord and appreciate him and honor him that he is challenging us today to take up our future with boldness with zest with gusto take up our future with confidence knowing that he is the one who has called us there are sacrifices to make there are prayers to pray there will be fasting to do but it doesn't matter what the year 2023 brings along 2023 will be better than 2022 just go ahead and thank you and tell the almighty god i will not give excuses again i am ready to be the best that you have in mind for me i'm ready for my future i'm ready for my future i am ready for the future that you have in mind for me thank you jesus glory be to your name blessed be your name thank you father and i want you to pray for nigeria also that nigeria will fulfill our destiny it is because people have enough excuses that's why many people are leaving this country in droves we are going to pray that god of heaven and earth he will help this country to fulfill our destiny not to be a desolate land not to be the land that destroys our own citizens 
not to be the land that ejects our own citizens but the land that will provide opportunities for fulfillment of dreams and visions pray for Nigeria pray for Nigeria Nigeria carries a great destiny every opportunity we have we must pray for Nigeria because Nigeria must fulfill our destiny if Nigeria fulfills our destiny every one of us will be happy for it we will also fulfill our destiny let's cry to the almighty God father let Nigeria fulfill our destiny let me fulfill my destiny that's my prayer today that's our prayer so Lord concerning this particular country Lord of heaven and earth if we have given excuses time and again concerning ourselves and concerning Nigeria Lord we pray don't be angry with us pray that prayer Lord don't be angry with us do not be angry with us let your mercy speak on our behalf in the place of judgment let there be mercy father don't be angry with us many of us have given so many excuses like moses until god became angry with moses father almighty we ask for mercy in the place of judgments in place of your hunger show us mercy father instead of hunger show us mercy father instead of hunger show us mercy show us mercy oh god show us mercy show us mercy show us mercy show us mercy lord as your dear children father show us mercy show us mercy thank you lord thank you my father blessed be your name in jesus mighty name we have prayed if you have not given your offering please do that quickly now so that we can just um, we'll be on our way in the next one or two minutes we are already done we have already given you all the an announcements uh what will happen tomorrow what will happen on thursday and then saturday and you know very well that we'll be having uh holy communion on the crossover night from nine o'clock to ten will be our holy communion and from ten o'clock start the crossover uh proper and we'll finish quarter after 12 on the dots so that you can go home and prepare for service you know we have service on sunday morning so this um this year <laughs> eh? we have prayer cover we have service prayer cover on um on sunday morning I'm going to give you detail about that, but we will start instead of starting by six, we will start by eight, so that you can sleep, uh -huh, have enough time to sleep, and then um, it will not be for one hour, be for only thirty minutes, so that we can also meet up with all the other programs for the day. So um, I believe you have given your offering now. Okay, let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for the study of tonight. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for teaching us yourself. Thank you for opening your word for us. Accept our thanks and praises in the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God, we want to thank you also for our offerings. For those who are giving online, 
for those who are giving on site for those who will also give my father my god we pray you will bless all of us together in the name of jesus my father my god we pray that it does not matter what is happening around us because we have decided oh lord to trade even with what you have given to us we have decided to sow we have decided to sacrifice my father we pray we will always have more than enough in the name of jesus when others are saying there is a casting down we shall say there is a lifting up in a way we cannot imagine raise up help for us O oh lord in the name of jesus precious father we ask you oh lord that all the other programs we have for this weekend you will take absolute control my father my god we pray without any doubt let the year 2023 be much much better than the year 2022 in jesus mighty name we have prayed we hope you were blessed by this podcast you can send feedback and inquiries to central parish radio at gmail.com do subscribe to receive notification of new episodes thank you